and welcome to this episode of Sea Blue Smarts. My name is Helen Brown and I am co-founder and director of Sea Blue Marketing. And I'm delighted to be joined today by our guest, Angie Bow. Welcome, Angie. Thank you very much. Delighted to chat to you today. So Angie is the founder and CEO of the Women in Tech Forum. Angie, perhaps you'd like to tell our audience a little bit more about your background and maybe some kind of highlights from your career to date. So my career uh, spans 20 years in the tech industry. Um, I started my career working for a system integrator before moving to SAP for 13 years. Um, I've been lucky enough to travel all over the world in my career, um, having uh, started out in London and then spent 11 years in uh, Asia as well. Wow. So, well, I'm really interested because you've worked for... uh really large organizations and also some kind of fast scaling businesses um, like TripAdvisor, Ascision, Mimecast. How did you find the different cultures in those businesses and in particular as a kind of a female um, senior leader as you were sales and marketing director at various points in your career, how did you find that kind of evolution I guess and journey uh, through the through the organizations? It's really interesting um, because you know, organizationally, you do learn a lot um, depending on the size and scale of the organization. And I think because I've spent so many years or decades working for, you know, huge tech companies, it is very different going into rapidly growing scale ups um, because you don't have the same infrastructure behind you. You don't have the same access to resources. And, you know, as a leader, I've, I've sort of you know, sat on the leadership team of SAP and, you know, having big leadership teams around you. And so going into smaller organisations, you don't have that luxury. But on the same token, it's also a lot more sort of fast paced and dynamic. So I was lucky to still have very large budgets to work with. Um, and yeah, so it's much more kind of fast paced and dynamic in, in a rapidly growing scale up. So I think there's pluses and minuses to both. And, and in those scaling businesses, because we, we work with an audience, our, a lot of our audience are scaling businesses. What were some of your biggest uh, sales and marketing challenges, I guess, all the way from creating and setting up a brand through to driving growth? Like what were some of your kind of highlights that you remember as either being just loads of fun or particularly challenging and, and maybe share how you got over those challenges? I think some of the, the highlights are really seeing how quickly you can make uh, a difference. And um, so after SAP, I moved to TripAdvisor and I headed up APAC and then was later given Amir to run uh, in parallel. And um, it's amazing how quickly you can instigate change and actually see the results on the bottom line. Whereas in much larger organizations, of course, there are processes to go through and much you know, larger sort of organizations and, and sort of customer bases that you have to consider. Whereas in rapidly growing scale ups, you can just uh, put a new strategy in place and go and execute it. So it's really rewarding to be able to see that rapid change and that rapid impact you can have from day one. Mm. Actually, something you said there has just reminded me of something when I I used to work for Vodafone, as you know, and when I worked for them in Australia, having come from the UK brand, the Australian team kind of said to me, 
look, ask for forgiveness, not permission in what you do. Because in Australia, Vodafone were the number three brand. They're a challenger brand, much like a scale-up is. And it was all about what impact can you make? Whereas when you're working for a very large established business, there's a lot at stake because that brand's been in existence for a period of time. There's you know, lots more rules, lots more processes. But actually, from what you've said, working for those scaling business, it's kind of a similar culture, which is just go for it. If you can see a way to drive growth and you can achieve that, then go smash it. Absolutely. And so it's, it's really exciting and, and to see how rapidly companies have grown as well and to be a part of that and shape um, to shape that. And also when you work for scale ups, I had, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to launch those brands to new brand new markets as well. Um, which which is really exciting and to build something from scratch and to create those processes and for me it's about blending all of the amazing best practices that I've learned you know in previous companies and adapting that to rapidly growing scale-ups and so mm. it, it's almost sort of the best of both worlds. And when you launched a brand successfully in one country were there some um, processes or things that you had you just knew you had a list of things that you had to do differently as you took that brand into a different country into a different region because of different culture and different customers absolutely and, and I think you know particularly working for you know some of those are American brands and taking them into countries like Germany the Netherlands France there are unique differences um, in each of those countries not to mention obviously language culture but also when you look at um, sort of from a tech perspective as well, going into countries like Japan or Thailand, you're moving to sort of triple white characters. And um, and so, you know, there are these nuances that you have to build in. And I think you also have to have local partners on the ground to really help build and drive. Otherwise, you're seen as a sort of foreign brand coming mm -hmm. into a local market without those cultural sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I speak four languages myself. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I make a point to learn about cultures and languages where I can um, and sort of integrate that into strategies with a lot of local market and local customer input. Brilliant. Do you know, I did not know that you spoke four languages. There you go. You learn something every day. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so your kind of career history then started out more in kind of large established corporates and then into scale ups. And then you've now gone full entrepreneurial mode because your latest venture is the Women in Tech Forum. So tell us a bit more about how that came about. What what drove you to to go there and want to establish a, a business for yourself? It's a really interesting question because um, it was never really something I set out to do and it wasn't part of um, you know, my sort of career vision. Um, when I joined SAP, I remember my boss saying to me, and I was uh, in the direct marketing team, and he said, um, uh, what do you want to do? And uh, and it was one of our sales kickoffs. And I said, I want to be on the stage and the CEO. Uh, and he was quite shocked. And I was like, do you not want my job? And I'm like, I want to be on the stage. I want to be running the company. And so that was always my vision was to be a, a CEO of a, you know, the big tech, you know, big tech company. And, uh, and interesting, I never got bored. You know, I am very much at home in large corporates, working also with large customers. That's been my background for almost 20 years. 
Uh, and so Women in Tech Forum started out as a, as a hobby and a desire to give back to the next generation of women in tech and to help them break through the glass ceiling, break through those barriers so that they can build successful careers. Um, and it started out with running small events with industry uh, role models and speakers and uh, each event sold out and got bigger and bigger um, until we were running monthly events with Facebook, with LinkedIn, with SAP, Oracle. And, um, and then COVID hit and we quickly, quickly pivoted. And that's the beauty of running your own company is the ability to pivot very quickly. Uh, and so we took everything online. We had a full day conference planned, which was then turned into a, a virtual conference with Facebook. And, um, and then it sort of evolved into a membership platform. And it's really exciting because when you align your passion, your purpose, your vision, your giving back to community, um, it's amazing how fulfilling it can be. And I think previously I thought I could only really get the fulfillment that I like, uh, sort of maybe with a big company. I love being on stage. I love, you know, being a spokesperson for SAP and TripAdvisor and all of those things. But when you can do that for yourself, it's even more rewarding. Yeah, it's an incredible journey, actually. And in fact, um, because we'd met, of course, through the Women in Tech Forum, which is the Blue Marketing sponsor, but also the businesses are quite similar in terms of their age and the way that they're growing and have, and have had to grow and also pivot through the pandemic. Um, so what, what do you think are some of your biggest learnings as a CEO of a scaling business now during these times? What, what have you taken away about things that you're going to do differently or that you just you know didn't, didn't know were part of being CEO of a business? I think as a CEO of your own business, um, you learn so many different things um, because you're having to, you know, one minute sort of be the CEO in the face of the company, the next minute you're fixing IT issues or, you know, you don't have HR people or legal or finance. And so, you know, you do have to do everything yourself. Um, and having coming come from sort of large companies where I've had teams of people to do that, it's um, it's a real struggle, and you know I'm a, by nature I'm a, a visionary, I'm a strategist. I like having ideas, and then I'll have teams of people who will execute. Uh, and so the biggest challenge is, uh, as my business partner will say, is actually reining me in. And actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, you've got all these ideas, Angie, but you need to, you know complete and finish those things before you can start on the next project. And so, you know, that continues to be a challenge. Um, I have many to-do lists. My desk has different to-do lists, personal to-do lists, urgent, important matrices. So, um, you know, I have strategies to do that. Um, and then also we're, we're in a sort of hiring mode at the moment. So we are bringing on uh, another sort of 10 people this quarter. And so actually we can start to scale properly and put the right people and processes in place so that we can support mm -hmm. the growth uh, in a scalable manner mm -hmm. and still deliver the same personal customer service as well. Mm. And I think that to maintain any brand, that's so important, isn't it? To make sure that the service you deliver to your customers remains as good as it always has been as you grow, because otherwise without customers, you don't have the business. It's the same for ours, it's the same for any scaling businesses. 
And something I know that we have learned also as CEOs of CBlue is um, that you have to put in place scalable processes, whether that's for sales, marketing, business development, HR, anything at all, because otherwise you just simply can't go. Even if you have the people, you then just spend all your time managing the people rather than actually growing. So, yeah, really, really important learning and lesson. Um, so the last thing I'd love to come on and talk about, Angie, is about International Women's Day this year, which, as we both know, is on the 8th of March. Um, and the uh, theme this year is Choose to Challenge. And we're starting to see people I know on um, social media. This is the Choose to Hat Challenge kind of signal, isn't it, with people taking selfies this year. What does what does it mean to you and in particular to you in the framework of the Women in Tech Forum as a business? Absolutely. First of all, I choose to challenge. <laughs> um, I mean, I love the theme for International Women's Day this year, which is choosing to challenge. And there are three key themes which come out, which is challenging uh, organisations to really look at diversity and inclusion and make sure that everyone has a voice, but also feels uh, you know, a sense of belonging as well. So moving beyond diversity just being a number. And then the sort of second element as well is sort of celebrating uh, the achievements of women as well. And this is very much aligned to, uh, to Women in Tech Forum. We celebrate and showcase industry role models and great uh, women in the industry. Um, and so this is, you know, something that we love to do, um, you know, and not just uh, sort of senior figures, but also, you know, giving uh, a platform and a voice for the up and coming generations as well. And the third part is collectively creating an inclusive world, which is ultimately what we as a, as a business are striving to. And I welcome the day where, you know, we don't need a separate women in tech forum where everybody is truly valued and included and heard. Uh, but for the moment, you know, I think organisations such as Women in Tech Forum will really help drive that inclusivity, create that sense of community um, and really drive positive change in the industry and in the world. Yeah. That's an amazing vision, incredible. And I can say from personal experience of being a part of the Women in Tech um, Forum event that what you get from the speakers is just raw honesty and that is so refreshing so no matter I know you have members that are some are senior others are um, earlier on in their career but just being able to get that honest viewpoint from someone who's that next step on from you whether you're at VP level or entry level is so important because that's what inspires us all to kind of keep striving keep trying keep doing more um, and like you, I'm also finding now that as an employer in my now role as founder and, and um, director of the business, I sat down yesterday to kind of write out what would I like the Sea Blue marketing culture to be? What does it mean to be part of our business? And one thing that's really important to me is that work and life are not mutually exclusive things. And, and whether I want to be able to employ a team of people who are the best at what they do, and if that means that we need to be flexible and allow people to do the school run and fit the work around that, then, you know, I want to be able to do that as an individual. So absolutely, I want the people that work with us to be able to do that, too. So that's my that's my personal commitment to choose the challenge is to make sure that as I'm building Sea Blues culture and our kind of employee uh, frameworks and, and benefits and everything else, that I build that into the very kind of fabric of who we are and what we are. 
and it would be so great to see just you know so many more businesses doing that so I shall I in my my own small way I shall lead the way with Sea Blue. <laughs> absolutely oh well Angie it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you today I've learned that you speak four languages and um yeah some really interesting uh thoughts and ideas especially I think around how to um some of those things that you need to think about when you're launching your products or services as a business in different countries so that's some great experience that you shared there and just from the team at Sea Blue, we wish you continued success with the Women in Tech Forum because it is a wonderful organisation and I just can't wait to see it continue to grow. Thank you very much. Thanks Angie, bye. Mm -hmm.